How's it going, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Clocked In Podcast. I hope everyone that is listening right now had an amazing week, had an amazing Friday. But we're back on a Saturday afternoon, ready to talk some sports. So let's get right into it. So, um, All-Star Weekend, I did talk about last episode, and I did address it a little bit in terms of what I thought. And I, I was kind of excited and hyped. And... I know it's past, and I know there's a lot of controversy and things like that, but I just want to talk about it because I haven't gotten a chance to talk about it on the podcast specifically. So, first things first, three-point contest. So, my thoughts on the three-point contest is ever since Clay and Curry weren't in it, which is basically s- since last year because they were both in it last year, but I feel like this year it wasn't really like too much hype surrounding it and wasn't as entertaining to watch as previous uh, three-point contests because usually it's just Clay and Curry just like, just shooting it out, and it'll be them in the finals. You like most likely it'll be them in the finals, and it would just be super fun to watch because they're the two best three-point shooters we've seen in a long time. But this year it was guys like Duncan Robinson and Devonte Graham, and I don't even know who who half these people are. Um, so I know, I know who Devonte and all and uh, Duncan are, but you get what I'm you get what I'm saying. A lot of people that just watched a few NBA games, like watching that three-point contest, probably only knew who Devin Booker was. That's probably the only player they probably knew. Um, but it was really kind of boring to watch. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Bunny Hill didn't end up winning. I think he had uh, 27 and Devin Booker had 25 in the finals. But yeah, in my opinion, three-point contest wasn't what it was last year. Definitely not as entertaining. But let's talk about the dunk contest. <laughs> now, the dunk contest, going into it, I was like, all right, I've seen Derek Jones Jr. dunk before. But I, I really, I really haven't seen him do like any flashy dunks. He's just like all. He just, he, he just has a super high vertical. I've seen him like his head above the rim and everything. But like I haven't seen him like make a nasty dunk. Aaron Gordon, obviously we know can dunk the ball. That's that's not a doubt in our minds. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy from the Milwaukee Bucks, Pat Connington. I almost forgot his name. Pat Connington. Going into the dunk contest, I had no idea who he was. But he actually had some good dunks, and I kind of wanted—I kind of wanted to see what he was gonna do in the final round. And then Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard was just there for just for you know just to be in there. I don't think he actually thought he was gonna win because he did do. I knew he was gonna do the Superman dunk. It was kind of obvious because you saw the the Superman like he had like a Superman cape and stuff under his jersey. You could see the blue under his jersey. So I kind of already knew he was gonna do the Superman dunk. His first dunk was good, but it just wasn't good enough to get him past. But but yeah, let's talk about the final of the dunk contest. So, Aaron Gordon versus Derrick Jones Jr. And a lot of controversy is going down because a lot of people think that Aaron Gordon should have won. And I do, and I also am part of those people that think Aaron Gordon should have won because the the dunks that Derrick Jones Jr. was doing, I just feel like he was super repetitive. And even though Aaron Gordon did like basically do the same dunk as Derrick Jones Jr. after he did, that one tomahawk, whatever. But after a while, Derek Jones Jr. was just doing the same dunk over and over and over again. And then it was a final dunk, and Aaron Gordon jumps over somebody that is seven foot five, the tallest player in the NBA, and still doesn't win the dunk contest. I would be absolutely livid about that. And he is right by saying, you know, I'm never gonna do another dunk contest again. I honestly do not blame him because he dumps he dunks over somebody that's that tall, and all Derek Jones Jr. does is jump from one end to go from one end of the court to another end with all that power and all that force coming from one end to another. And all he does is he takes one step in the free throw line. I think it's the same dunk that Zach Levine did uh, a few years back. 
uh, where he jumped from the free throw line. I don't I don't remember if he took one step inside or not, but Derrick Jones Jr. took one step inside and dunked the ball. But it was like, bro, you were on the other side of the court. Obviously, that's going to go down. But this man's Aaron Gordon didn't need to be on the other side of the court and run all the way across to jump, o- jump over Taco Fall, who's 7'5". And yes, he did, like, graze his head. But it's this man is 7'5". Like, you have these guys jumping over. Like, the one thing I don't like about the dunk contest is when Derrick Jones Jr. did his the dunk where he threw it off the backboard and then put it through his legs, the dude that he dunked over was, like, 4'11". Bro, he could have dunked over. He could have done the dunk without him there, but they just have him there just to be flashy. Like, if he did, if he would have... Uh, thrown it off the backboard and did it through the legs. He could have done that without the guy there. Like, he could have just thrown it himself. But, like, the guy was 4'11". He, was pre- he looked like he was really short. Like, he was probably 4'11", 5'2", or something like that. But, like, he was not tall at all. So, I just think, and, and Aaron Gordon did junk, dunk over Chance the Rapper a few times, and I don't think Chance the Rapper is that tall at all. But I just don't like that, the fact that you dunk, you're dunking over somebody that's really not that tall. Um, It's just kind of stupid, like, you should be looking over people that are, like, really tall, like Aaron Gordon did. And he should have won. But I'm going to leave it there because I don't want to get into it. And there's probably millions and millions of things you've seen prior to this. But I just wanted to address it because I haven't yet. So now let's get into some some signings that recently happened in the NBA as of late. So the Clippers recently signed Reggie Jackson, who um, had a buyout with the Detroit Pistons. Now, Everyone is saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, the death now with the Clippers is crazy. The death now with the Clippers is crazy. But, like, bro, I still don't think the Clippers can handle the Lakers in the playoffs. You have LeBron James, a player who has been to, I think he went to six straight finals. Six straight finals. And and a closer like Anthony Davis. Now, Paul, we haven't seen Paul George. I think Paul George and Kawhi have played, like, 10 to 15 games together. We haven't even seen them play together. They have this mentality where, all right, Kawhi's like, all right, I'm just going to sit out the whole year because I'm proven that I can win a title and I'm proven I can do this, I'm proven I can do that. Bro, you haven't even played with your team. You can't just expect to just sit out, only play the, the games against marquee teams, and then go to the playoffs and be like, all right, I'm ready, I'm ready. I played with Paul George. I played with this team. I played when I'm ready. You have LeBron who has played 95% of the season. You have AD that has played 85 to 90% of the season. He's been out. He was out for a little bit, out for a week, but like, if LeBron is injured, um, if LeBron is injured, that's what's going to keep him out. It's not the fact that he has to load manage or do something like that. Now, when it comes to the end of the season and the Lakers have already locked up the one seed or locked up whatever seeding they want, then LeBron could take his time and, you know, maybe load manage a few games. Anthony Davis can load manage a few games, and then they can run the lineup through the second team. But Kawhi is load managing when his team is still fighting for even a second seed. I don't even think they're the second seed right now. You have Kawhi sitting down when his team is fighting, his team is pushing, and Kawhi's not even injured. He's just sitting out because he's load managing. Now, Paul, Paul George, on the other hand, is always, you, you know, usually in the mix in terms of injuries. He's, he's His his injury record has gone back from back when he was with the Pacers, so I'm not surprised he's out. He's been out. But I do think that Kawhi should not be sitting out, but he has a mentality that I'm Kawhi Leonard, okay, I got a title with the Raptors, and the Raptors really weren't that good when they won a title. I'll be honest with you, um, but he believes like, oh yeah, I'm the man. I can, I got this. I don't, I don't, I don't need to play all these games. I could just play like half the season. I could play 50 games, 40 games. I don't even think he's played that though. I think he's only played probably the marquee games, and then he sat up for a little bit and a little bit of the other games against the lesser teams. But Reggie Jackson does add depth. 
to the Clippers. But the Lakers did respond with that by adding Markeith Morris, also from the Detroit Pistons. I don't know why the Detroit Pistons keep letting go of all their players. I guess something's going on over there. I uh, feel bad for my boy Blake. Uh, hopefully he gets out of that situation because the Pistons are at this point are really just tanking. But the Lakers are going to bring in Markeith Morris, and they ended up getting rid of DeMarcus Cousins. Now, as a Lakers fan, I do think this was kind of stupid. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins was a player that went healthy. 100% is one of the best centers in the league. When he was playing with the Pelicans under Joel Embiid, he was the best center in the league. He was better than Jokic at, Jokic at the time. Uh, he was better than Gobert. He was playing out of his mind. And then the ACL tear happened, and then he went to the Warriors, and then another ACL tear, and then he had back problems, and then he came to the Lakers, and then another MCL, ACL, whatever it was. But he just hasn't been able to stay healthy, and it's been kind of annoying. Like, when we first signed him, I was like, oh, all right, all right, this this may actually be good. Like, him in the starting lineup with Anthony Davis, like, that's going to be sick. And then he just tears the ACL, and I'm just like, bro, this it's just a reoccurring thing. But Frank Vogel did say that Cousins would be back for the playoffs. I don't think he it was, like, a definite, like, he'll be back. But he said he has a chance to come back for the playoffs. And, I mean, the Warriors did say the same thing. He has a chance to come back. And he did have a pretty good impact throughout the stretch. But, I mean, I just think DeMarcus Cousins in the playoffs offers you more than Markeith Morris ever will. But I do think that the Lakers off the bench don't have, like, a, a forward like Markeith Morris. I mean, Kuzma, as much as I tried to vouch for Kuzma at the trade deadline and say he shouldn't have gotten traded, I'm starting to look backtrack a little bit on my words because Kuzma, as of late, has not been playing like that third option that the Lakers need him to be. Like at the trade down, I'm like, all right, we have LeBron, we have Anthony Davis, we just need a third player to step up. And I really did believe Kuzma was that guy. And a year ago, two years ago, Kuzma was playing like he was that guy. Because when the Lakers weren't good, he was that guy. He was the he was the man. Him and him between him, Ingram and Lonzo, he was the man. And a lot of people were 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 doubt or, you know, saying he wasn't going to be that good and saying, you know, he's a second rounder or whatever. But he showed up as the main guy. And this year I was really thinking he was about to be the, the third option, which is what the Lakers need if they want to get to the playoffs. I mean, if they want to get to the finals even, they need that third option. And right now it's just a whole bunch of guys. One minute it's Dwight, one minute it's KCP, one minute it's Caruso. I mean, I don't even know who's the third option anymore. But Kuzma as of late has not been playing good. Hopefully he changes form. Lakers do play tomorrow against the Celtics, so hopefully Kuzma will show up then because I need this man. I need this man to show up. Like, if we're going to make the finals, I need him to show up. I'm sorry. But I do think getting rid of Cousins was not really that smart, but Marquise Morris is somebody that could be good off the bench. He was a starter in, in Detroit for a little bit, but I do think he could be useful. But we did we did need Cousins for what what should be, I say, what should be a finals run. And the last thing I want to point out, that has happened of late is Trey Young dropping 50 on the Miami Heat. Now, I know a lot of people believe Trey Young is absolute beast, absolute superstar, you know, deserve to be an all-star starter um, and all that kind of stuff. But in my opinion, Trey Young is just, he just puts up empty stats. Like, I, I hate to be, I hate to be a, a Trey Young hater. I'm not even a Trey Young hater. I love Trey Young. He's a beast. Like, He's going to be good with Atlanta. It took Curry four years to make the playoffs with the Warriors. It'll probably take Trey Young the same amount of time. He's already been there two years. This is his third, second or third year. He'll be there eventually, but right now, 
he's not he's not as good as Luca, and I hate to compare him to Luca, but for the rest of his career, he's gonna be compared to Luca because of the swap deal. So, at this point, I would say Luca is better because Luca is playing with the team that is actually winning. But Trey Young is dropping 50, dropping 40, dropping this, dropping that when his team only has 16 wins. So you can't really say he's an elite, elite, elite point guard in this league. Don't get me wrong. He's one of the best point guards in the East. Overall, he's definitely not one of the best point guards. But in the East, he's definitely probably the first or second best point guard. You can argue Kemba, Kyrie, whatever. But Kyrie's out for the season, which I also should point out. Kyrie Irving is out for the rest of the season. But we'll address that in another episode. But... Trey Young dropping 50 is a big deal, but at the same time, it's just another game where he just drops a big amount of points, but it doesn't mean anything. Now, I know Atlanta is not really known for basketball because the basketball team is absolutely horrible, and I think it's mainly a football. Football, it's mainly, it's, it's mainly uh, Atlanta Falcons and probably, I would say, the Braves. Uh, but in terms of basketball, I think Trey Young will revolutionize Atlanta basketball. I do th- If he stays there, he will be the face of Atlanta for a while. I think he is the face of Atlanta right now, honestly. I think he is the face of Atlanta right now because he's such an exciting player. And in terms of the future, he will be a really, really good piece for a championship team. Now, Atlanta needs to work on pretty much the whole team at this point. But I do think that going forward, Treyon will be part of a championship team eventually. But right now, he's just putting up empty. That 50-point means nothing. Miami could take a loss like that because they're – they're, even though the East is really close, they're in the playoffs and Atlanta's not. So I can't really say, you know, Trey Young's an elite point guard. He's a superstar. He's this, he's that. Because of the fact that he's playing on a team that only has 16 wins, yes, he puts up these big amount of points, but you got to put up wins if you want to be an elite point guard in this league. So with that being said, that wraps up NBA news as of late. I got know the All-Star weekend wasn't really, you know, NBA news, but it was news that I haven't really talked about. So I want to get into another thing that happened recently, which is in the NFL. Now, I think you guys know what I'm about to talk about, and that is the CPA proposed by the NFL, which will allow the season, the NFL season, to be extended by one game um, and a seventh team will be added to the playoffs. So usually how there's like four division leaders and then two wild cards. Instead of that happening, it's going to be an extra wild card added to each team. So that's going to be super, super exciting. But the vote did get postponed to next week because the players, the players don't want it, man. The players don't want it for their bodies, for their minds, for just their mental health. The players don't want another game. The players don't want, and I know the NFL is trying to propose a whole bunch of incentives like, you know, salary increase, extra bye week, and and all this other kind of stuff. But the players, they don't, they don't need, they don't need this t- for their bodies, for their minds. They don't want this. Now, this proposal is for is within the next four years. So within the next four years, they're gonna make a decision on whether or not this should be implemented. So it's not like if the vote is approved next week, then. This next upcoming NFL season, it's going to be, you know, 17 games. I think they're going to let it play out. Um, but it, the the article I did read did say no sooner than uh, 2021. So starting in 2021, within that four-year span, if this vote does get approved, between 2021 and 2025, this rule will be implemented. Well, not, it's not even a rule. It's literally just changing the whole game. It will be implemented, which I think is interesting 
but and it, it it does open up another can of worms in terms of like you know eight and eight teams and seven and nine teams getting into the playoffs but I do think that it adds it adds another element to the NFL the money the money that the NFL earns is going to be a lot because of the extra team um so it's going to be interesting to see what happens but I I mean it's like teams teams like the Cowboys teams like the Browns those kind of teams I feel like if they were getting the playoffs it would it would make the NFL the branding the the amount of people that watch the game it's going to be crazy how many people are going to watch the games if they add these teams to the NFL so, I mean not the NFL add them into the playoffs but um yeah and what I think I don't think they should do it because the the play in terms of the players and their bodies I don't think it's a good idea but for the NFL the money that they're going to make from this is going to be is going to be a stupid amount of money so on that part they probably should do it or the vote should go through but I don't know it's just it's tough for the players because I just don't want to see more players getting injured the amount of injuries there is in a 16 game season imagine 17 games so it's like and then plus the seventh team in the playoffs that's just going to add to more injuries longer season it's just going to be too much for the players so with that being said let's get into the main topic today which is actually some soccer so let's get into it so today is the day that we finally we finally talk some soccer it's surprising i haven't talked soccer one time on this podcast but today is the day today is the day that we talk soccer and i am super excited because i love soccer i watch it i play it it's a whole bunch of stuff but today we're going to get into some champions league and we're also going to get into an extra thing that happened about a week ago about a week ago all right no sorry um but it did happen a week ago and it did involve a team by the name of Manchester City. So, you probably know the news because it was all over Twitter, it was all over Instagram, it was all over any kind of social media pr- platform. Your friend probably told you, dad probably told you, your mom probably told you, but I'm going to tell you today, and that is Manchester City have been banned from the Champions League for two years. Yes, a two-year ban is issued for Manchester City because it violated, um, due, no, sorry, due to financial violations so because of that that allows the team that is currently in the fifth spot to enter the Champions League because currently Manchester City are in the second spot in the Premier League so that so that basically so this ban eliminates them from that second spot so whichever team is in fifth which is currently Spurs I believe will be in the Champions League but I did compile a list of teams that are within reach of that spot so if, if one of your teams is listed here don't be shot because your your team your team can have a chance because of this ban. So I have Spurs. Spurs right now are on 40 points and they are currently in that spot. So they would get in the Champions League if the league ent- ended today. And also in that race is Sheffield United, Man United, Burnley, Wolves, Everton, and Arsenal. All these teams I believe are within reach of that spot. But currently Chelsea are balling out, so they probably will get that spot. But Spurs, Sheffield United, Manchester United, Burnley, Wolves, Everton, Arsenal all have a chance. To get in the Champions League, um, if I were to put my money on it, I'd probably say I think Spurs will probably keep their head of steam. But Human Song is going to be out for a few weeks because of a fractured. Uh, I don't think it was a fractured shoulder. I think it was his arm. I think he had a fractured arm or hand or something like that. And then Kane has been out for. He's already been out for a, lo- a long time. So 
who knows what's going to happen with him. But I would probably say Spurs will take that spot. They're already there now, so I'll probably take that spot. But, yeah, I just wanted to talk about the ban because it is something that's going to be interesting because Manchester City, anytime they're in the Champions League, they do make a lot of damage in the Champions League. But one thing I was thinking about was if the if Manchester City doesn't get to the Champions League final or doesn't win the Champions League final this year, they're already not going to win the Premier League because Liverpool is playing out of their mind right now, and they're about 20 points, 20 plus points clear of all the other teams. Um, if they don't win the Champions League this year, I think Manchester City fans are going to start questioning um, Pep Guardiola as a manager. Now, now, relax, relax, because I know Manchester City has won the Premier League title um, the last two years, I believe. But they haven't been to the Champions League final. Domestically, I don't think they've won any kind of like cup or no. They have. They have won FA Cup. They have won those kind of things. But in terms of the Champions League, which is the biggest, uh, the biggest competition in Europe between the club teams, I do think people are going to start questioning Pep Guardiola because the fact that you can't get to the finals in the league and the fact that. You're not even going to be able to be in the Champions League for the next two years. You're going to be playing just league football and domestic cups for for the for the next two years. And who knows? And Liverpool don't look like they're going to stop anytime soon. It might not happen this year, but Liverpool don't look like they're going to stop anytime soon. So Liverpool is going to continue this run. Manchester City are going to continue to be second place for the next two years. Not going to be in the Champions League. Just like... With Spurs, when Spurs made it to the Champions League final and every everyone thought everything was going okay. Everyone thought, you know, everyone was happy and, you know, whatever. Everything was good. But it wasn't. They fired they ended up firing the manager. And now they have Jose Mourinho who is doing oak he's doing an okay job in recovering from the mess that was there before. But at the same time it's just interesting to know that a team like Spurs who goes to the final still fires their manager. I feel like the same situation could happen with Man City. Man City could not go to the final, or maybe if they go to the final and lose, who knows? But I, I do think in the next coming in the next coming years, people are going to start questioning Pep Guardiola's job. So let's leave it on that note and continue with some more Champions League thoughts and predictions with the round of 16. So let's get into it. Um, so we have... Two games that already transpired. Um, we had Atletico Madrid versus Liverpool. And we had Dortmund versus PSG. We had Atalanta versus Valencia. And Spurs versus RB Leipzig. Now, let's start off with Atletico Madrid versus Liverpool. Now, going into this game, I was going to post it on my Twitter. The predictions for the round 16, the first few matches. I was going to post um, like my predictions for what's going to happen. I was going to say PSG was going to win. I was going to say Spurs were going to... In, we're gonna barely win. I was I was gonna say Liverpool was gonna win, but none of those things happened. Atletico Madrid, with the help of Saul, gets a goal and beats Liverpool one zero. Only in the first leg. It's not like Liverpool can't recover, and I do th- I do I do believe Liverpool will recover, but they did lose the first leg one zero, and I know this did shock a lot of people, but I do think they will recover and end up winning the second leg, so it's not gonna be any kind of issues. Um. Now Dortmund versus PSG. This is the game. I was like, all right, Mbappe, Neymar. They got the they got the team. They're in good form. They've been killing it in Liga. But at the same time, this kid Haaland, this kid Haaland has been playing out of his teeth 
it's insane how he's been playing. The goal that he scored, where he he shot it, and then the 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 sound that it, the ball made when it hit the net was like, it was just beautiful. It was beautiful to watch. Holland is just beautiful to watch. I don't know. I don't know if you guys seen it. I, if you guys have seen his highlights, seen a game, but he is just beautiful to watch. Um, ever since Royce has come out, he's just shined, shine, shine. But when Royce comes back, they're even gonna be better. Like I, just, this team, I don't know how Dortmund was able to lure Holland away from teams like Manchester City, Manchester United, things like that. But I do think in the future Holland will leave and go to a team like that, team in the Prem. Uh, Barcelona, Real Madrid. I don't think he would want. But I mean, everyone wants to play in Real Madrid or Barcelona. But I do think he'll probably end up going to a Premier League team eventually. But yeah, Dortmund beats PSG in the first like two one. Holland scores two. Neymar scores one. But I also do think. PSG will recover, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put all the, my predictions and all my score predictions closer to the second leg, but we we also have other first legs that have to go through before the second leg for these games come up. So I'm gonna talk about those other games too, but I'm a, I'm gonna state all my predictions then. I have predictions for the other games, but I'm gonna state I'm gonna post those other ones on Twitter. But the next game. That I, I don't think a lot of people are watching because Atalanta and Valencia are kind of two boring teams that no one really pays attention to. But Atalanta surprised a lot of people get a 4-1 victory, which is interesting because they're definitely they're not in the in the race for the Serie A title. I think it, that's just between Inter, Lazio, and Juventus. Um, so I don't think Atalanta is in the race for that. But I think all they have really have at this point is Champions League, and they really showed in this first leg that. They they have what it takes to be one of the top teams, and with this form result, I do think they will get through in the second leg, just because it's hard it's hard to score three goals and come back, and especially when Atalanta is going to be firing on all cylinders, trying to at least get one goal to stay ahead on aggregate. So it's interesting to see a lot Atalanta get a really big win, and hopefully they'll advance. And Valencia doesn't make a big turnaround, but I highly doubt it because Atalanta are playing really good right now, uh, but not in the Serie A. They're definitely not playing good in the Serie A, but in Champions League they're doing their thing. And the last game that already transpired was RB Leipzig versus Spurs. Uh, that ended up 1-0. Uh, what's his name? Timo Werner scored the goal uh, off a penalty. And Timo Werner is another player that I'm surprised hasn't left yet. I'm really surprised he hasn't left because he has been playing very, very good. And he was in rumors with a lot of different teams, even Liverpool, but didn't end up leaving. Might leave this summer. Who knows what's going to happen with that. But Son, Kane not playing. It, it scares me. It scares me a little bit for whether or not Spurs can get to the the next round, the quarterfinals, because of this result. But it, it only takes Lucas Moore to make an amazing comeback like he did last year against Ajax, I believe, when he scored like three goals or something like that, and they came back. That game was insane. But can he do it here? I don't know. I don't think he will because RB Leipzig are a very underrated team. They have been playing very good in the Bundesliga this year. They're currently second in the league. So it's going to be interesting because Timo Werner is a good player. Uh, they're a very underrated team, overlooked team. And Spurs at this point without Son, who's probably not going to be able to play for that second leg. Uh, and Kane, who's not going to be back for a while. Deli Ali, Lucas Moore, those guys are going to have to step up. And who knows what Jose Mourinho has up his has up his sleeve because Spurs recently just did, uh, did just recently lose to Chelsea 2-1. And that is definitely not a result they want. But hopefully Spurs find a way. But I, I think RB Leipzig will keep keep their foot on the gas pedal and continue their hot run in form. So now 
there are one, two, three games that have not transpired yet in the first leg, and that is Chelsea versus Bayern, Barcelona versus Napoli, and Juventus versus Leon. Uh, so these games, two of these games are going to be on Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, and Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern is Juventus versus Lyon. So let's start off with Chelsea versus Bayern. Now, like I said before, Chelsea recently did just beat um, Tottenham 2-1, to but I don't think they're going to win this first leg because Lewandowski probably over Haaland. I mean, Haaland, if he played the full season, how he's playing right now, he'd probably be the best player in the Bundesliga. But at this point in time, how Lewandowski is playing, I do think Lewandowski is the best player in the Bundesliga. He is in an incredible form right now. They just beat Paderborn 3-2. I think it was yesterday. Lewandowski had the game winner. And they're on a seven-game unbeaten streak. They are playing absolutely amazing right now. They're number one in the Bundesliga. Chelsea struggling to get consistent results. But they are in the Champions League if the Premier League ended today. But... They still got a full season to play, and Bayern right now are playing too good for them to just choke against Chelsea in the first leg. So, first leg result for me in this game, Bayern versus Chelsea, I'm going to go with Bayern to win it 2-1. to one. It's kind of an easy prediction for me. I don't really think Chelsea has the firepower on offense with Giroud. I, Giroud is just not what they need right now. But I don't know. They're probably going to have Mason out in the lineup. Tammy, I think, I think is still out with an, in, with an injury. Uh, Pulisic, Pulisic starts and he's on the bench starts on the bench he's like not really a consistent starter but Bayern they put out the best team every time Lewandowski Thomas Muller Coleman Gnabry Boateng you know they they have a really good team and I, I just don't think Chelsea have the firepower to uh to beat Bayern but who knows I, I mean over the coming days we may find out this player's not starting that player's not starting and from now to Tuesday if I do see something like between these these next coming days, if I see something that I don't agree with or see something that I want to change, I will update these predictions. But for now, I'm going to go with Byron, Bayern to beat Chelsea 2-1 in the first leg. So now the second game we have is Barcelona versus Napoli. Now, Barcelona are an interesting team because I am a Real Madrid fan, and I really do hate Barcelona. I hate Messi, but he's great. He's, he's just too great. At this point... I can't say he's better than Ronaldo. I'm sorry. The Ronaldo-Messi debate will never end for me, and I will always say Ronaldo's better than Messi. But Messi is just an absolutely amazing player. I cannot deny that. I'm so glad that Ronaldo left La Liga because Messi was kicking his ass every single game. But Ronaldo's killing at Juventus, and Messi's killing it at Barcelona, so I'm glad they're both doing their thing. Uh, as much as I would like to say Napoli's going to win this game, they're not going to win this game because Barcelona, as much as Suar, as much as the... The, the results have been inconsistent. Suarez has been out of the lineup. A 16-year-old has been carrying them in certain games. I think Barcelona will get the win 3-0. And if you, had it, if you haven't watched Messi's game, when you're listening to this, Messi had, uh, has already played. Uh, they played a t a, against a team named uh, Ibar. And Messi scored four goals out of five. He scored four out of five. And I know it's, a team, it's against a team that's probably not that good. But he scored four to five, and as of late, he hasn't really been playing that good. I don't think he has. He's had a hat trick in a while, but four to five. Just remember that he's playing very good. Their next game is not until Tuesday, this Champions League game, and they're playing against a team in Napoli who did just recently get a win yesterday. 
but the results for them are also not good. But I do think Napoli is a dark horse as much. Even though I'm I'm picking Barcelona to win the first leg, I do think Napoli is a dark horse, and we and we all know, uh, as we all know that Barcelona is the type of team to just choke towards the end because they choked against Liverpool. And they did choke against another team. I can't remember the year before they did choke against another team that they had a big league on and they ch- a big lead on and they choked in the second leg. But Napoli is a team you got to watch out for. As much as they're not in the race for the Serie A title, t- uh, players like Mertens and Signe, Manolas, Koulibaly, these are world class players. Like these are not players you want to slouch around. But the rest of the team is kind of inconsistent. The rest of the team is not as good as those four players I just named. So with that being said. I'm going to take Barcelona to win this game in the first leg. 3-0. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I had to give Napoli a donut. If you're a Napoli fan, I'm really sorry. But I'm going to go with Barcelona just because Messi is just insane. He's too good. And Ronaldo's better. That's all i got to say. All right. And speaking of Ronaldo, the last game that is listed here uh, is on Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And that is Juventus versus Lyon. Now, this game is really not a hard one to predict. It's really not that hard. It's my boy Ronaldo, and he is playing absolutely amazing right now. He has scored in 11 consecutive games, and just the way he has been playing in 2020. 2019, he wasn't having the best of best of times with Juventus, but 2020 has been his year. He scored in 11 consecutive games, whether it's one goal, two goals, three goals, four goals. He scored at least one goal in 11 straight games. And it, it's just insane how he's playing right now. And they're they're currently four points clear of the Serie A ahead of Lazio. Juventus uh, are on 60. I think Lazio on 56. But Lazio still has a game in hand. So that, um, when you listen to this, that may change. But currently, they're four points clear in the Serie A. Ronaldo scored an 11 straight. And that leads me to believe that they will win in the first leg. 2-0, to zero. and Leon, a team that I don't know much about. I just The only player I know on the team is Memphis Depay, and I know they haven't had recent success in League 1 because PSG's in League 1, PSG will win every single title because just the players that they have, and uh, just PSG's just better than everyone in League 1. I think if, if you take all the other teams besides PSG and put them on one team, PSG will probably win that. I'm not even going to lie. Mbappe, best young player right now, better than Haaland, Neymar, He's been in and out with injury, but we all know what Neymar's capable of when he's healthy. So I do think that Leon, and they're currently um, they're currently eighth in league on right now. So that leads me to believe they're not playing, they're not in good form right now, in in their in their league. Juventus, on the other hand, are first in the league, clear by four points, and they're just playing. And CR7 is playing really good right now, but that ball is also playing extremely well. Their their partnership is 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 working. Um, is working tremendously. So Leon, you got a long way to go. But first leg result for me is two zero. And the only reason I don't want to list this higher is because Juventus, as much as you know how they're playing good right now, I I did look at some of their previous results and they've been up and down. They've been up and down. They haven't been like a straight shooter in terms of a powerhouse because Lazio and Inter still have been within reach of the title throughout the whole season. So I don't think they're going to be banging out goals like crazy. But two zero is comfortable enough for me. Uh, in terms of the score for the first leg. But like I said, you never know what could happen with Champions League because there's always that one dark horse. Last year, it was Ajax. And this year, 
This year, I would probably say it's either Atalanta, Dortmund, or Napoli. Those three teams, I would say, are my dark horses in terms uh, in, in terms of who's going to get the farthest. Atletico Madrid, I don't think it's going to get past Liverpool in the second leg. Atalanta, they're going to get past Val- Valencia. They have a, their lead right now. 4-1 is too big right now. Uh, Dortmund over PSG for the first leg is, is, is nice and all, but PSG... Just have too much on offense with Neymar and Mbappe, so I don't think I do think they're gonna catch up and win the second leg and advance. RB Leipzig, I think are gonna advance over Spurs. If Son and Kane do not play in that game, I think RB Leipzig will contain Spurs and hopefully get the win. Uh, like I said, Bayern's gonna win the first leg. Napoli, as much as I like Napoli, I like Mertens, I like I like Dries Mertens, I like uh Insigne. But I think Barcelona with Messi and everyone else is just too much for them. So I would say up there go up 3-0 on the first leg. And then lastly, Juventus versus Leon. Like I said, first leg result for me is 2-0. So, it's a short one today, boys. But that is going to be it for me. And I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Clocked In. We talked some NBA. We talked some NFL. We talked some soccer. I talked everything today. I tried my hardest. I tried to do my best. Hopefully I don't sound bad today because I know in the past two episodes I, I haven't been sounding kind of weird and whatever. But, uh, yeah, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. And like I always say, make sure you stay locked in with the Clocked In podcast. Peace out.